This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. And now the show is here, and so we face the velvet curtain. Listener, we'll make it clear. We'll state our case, of which we're certain. We picked our nominees for categories like score and screenplay, and more, much more than this. We did it our way. That's beautiful. What kind of singer is he? In my chest again. What kind of singer is he? A beautiful singer of a crooner. It's a crooner. Crooner. <laughs> crooner from the BAFTA. Schooner. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I am Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob. And we uh, like to thank you for listening to our last episode of Social Media Etiquette. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, and if had... you missed it, we're mad at you. <laughs> no, I think, it, uh, who was that? Uh, Sam. Yeah, the listener emeritus uh, on Twitter, he shared us and said, every social media expert should listen to the show, which I thought was like high praise for the kind of show we did. I thought so, too. Yes. Uh, we also got a lot of comments of people defending Insta stories, although someone said that only old people call it Insta. They actually call it IG, which they call it the gram. They call it the gram. The gram. Uh, no, it's both. But I had a bunch of people try and talk me into understanding stories. I, I, even my own wife with a very long comment. Thank Did you, she make stories? She was. She watches stories all the time okay. on Instagram. So she's a watcher, not a stalker. Or she's a stalker, not well, a talker. Well, you mean IG? Yeah, on IG. No, she watches stories, but like they tried to explain it to me, and I still was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So, but uh, I do appreciate the effort in trying to make me understand new concept. I'm still probably not going to use stories, but For I'm glad you enjoy them. And I did enjoy like the conversation about it because it wasn't you know contentious at all. It was just kind of like, help me understand. Right. And if you did listen to our bacon bit, we hope you did. On Friday. Yeah. And because the Oscars were just last night, but nobody watched those, but you filled out a, a, a ballot. ballot. Yes, you filled to out a ballot anyway, for a contest to, try to, and to win. win a prize. You probably already know what you scored, but the highest vote getter we'll announce at the end of this week. Yeah, on Friday we'll announce it because we still got to tally all the scores we do. and see how right we are and who owes who a pizza. Yes. But uh, I can just, can we just say it was it was crazy, all the awards. We were so floored by Oh, yeah. So, so many crazy. surprises. Because we're obviously recording this uh, after the Oscars. Event. Yeah. Uh, not political at all, though, strangely. No, no, strangely not. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have watched it because this seemed like the <laughs> year to watch. It's crazy. It's crazy, the speeches that happened. And the fact that they had that surprise host. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Was that, it wasn't yeah. a host, but it was a coming? Hologram. Yeah. They Hologram. Did, they Hologram. It was a dog. Actually, they call it the gram. Holograms. Okay. <laughs> but we decided to do something. So we decided to do something a little a little different this year. Because the Oscar nominees were so lackluster and the winners also lackluster. Right. Ken, you had an idea. Why don't you explain well, it a bit? Well, I'd like to hear from Jake. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jake? Oh, what are we talking about today, Jake? I'm sorry. Oh, thanks a lot, Kent. I mean, thank you, genuinely, Kent. And thanks a lot, Joel. <laughs> your sarcastic voice sounds exactly like your regular voice. Oh, it's hard to know these things. Uh, today, <laughs> Was that sarcastic just now? <laughs> today, gentlemen, we have created our own Oscars. What? And Joel has a ridiculous name for them. But uh, we're, it's basically... It's the, It's the Bacon Sale Mock Oscars. The Bacademy Pod Wars. <laughs> which is... Oh, my gosh. It's a character from the Star Wars uh, expanded <laughs> universe. <laughs> my brain just turns off when you say it because I like, can't comprehend Bacademy it. Bacademy Pod so, listener, we have all the made kids are saying all the kids on Insta are using that Insta on the gram <laughs> on the, the gram, gram. You mean, yeah, listener, we have made sixteen categories of our own choosing and decision. Now, here's what I've wanted to do for a few years because we've always done an Oscar show, and we did. If you listen just the other day on our uh, bacon bit, the longest bacon bit ever on Friday, but we showed some true courage and we stuck to our guns as far as redoing the Oscar show and making it accessible 
to nearly everybody. So here we are after the, the day after the Oscars airing, showing you an alternative Oscars. So we've added more genre-specific categories and just included genres that people actually see and want to see. And so really, this is something I've been chewing on for a couple years. I'm glad we're finally doing it. We'll see how it pans out. Buckle up your Kent brain. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Let's do this. Nice. I, we also, I want to mention that we didn't include every single category that the Academy Awards have. We left out some of the more technical ones. Right. That's not to say On they're purpose. not, they're not saying they're not important categories. We just didn't feel like we could speak to them as well. So we chose ones that we feel we could yep. hit hard. Well, and we want to spend our time talking about the things that the Oscars have missed. The yes. things they're not covering. And we incorporated the listener choices. Well, we sent out a survey and got a ton oh, yes. of feedback. And yes. so uh, your top three choices made it into our top five for every category. Basically, yes. listener, if you're one of the ones that submitted uh, or voted on this, on these different categories, and there was a lot of you, so... These represent the people's choice, but it's not the people's choice awards. No. So I aggregated all that data, which was quite a bit, and the top three for each of these categories voted by you were mm. guaranteed nominations. And honestly... Except for one. Oh, really? We cut out one because it felt a little redundant, not because it wasn't a good choice. I don't remember cutting one. Uh, shame on a lot of you, listener, because <laughs> there were some terrible, terrible choices that have still made it onto the show. And oh, I am Kent was so, so disappointed. Kent was, was so bugged at some of these. Bad. He was just like, we can't put that on there, guys. This isn't the Teen Choice Awards. And we're like, it's <laughs> like I said, pick. it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. <laughs> Kent Brain. Is that what he said? He was getting angry at a bunch of stuff. I think I said, I regret our fans. <laughs> you said that, I think he said, this isn't the Slack John Yokel Award. I, something like that. I was like, I love you all. Capture, screen capture. No, please don't. Put it on Patreon. All right, guys. So are you ready to start? Is there anything else? Let's jump into this. So we're going to play this pretty much like the Oscars with a little intro of each category, followed by an explanation of why we chose the winner. All right. This time. Also, okay. much like our Oscars show, every time we introduce a movie for the first time, we will give a brief synopsis of it. So you can understand it a little bit. I'd be happy yep. to. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and start and then we'll rotate around for an, uh, introducing. Okay. Sure. Right. Sounds good. The first category is going to be best trailer. I was hoping you do an accent. Man, this really should be a category. I was hoping you do what like kind of accent. I, what I don't do know, I do? Some sort of snotty accent or something. It should be the movie voice. Best trailer. The nominees. <clears throat> no, you, just do, you do you, Jacob. Our first category you you. is best trailer. There you go. Jigsaw from Saw? Yeah. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna see a trailer. Our nominees are A Quiet Place. M. Night Shyamalan signs minus water plus sign language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, it's a post-apocalyptic world where there's uh, you can't make a sound or aliens will yes. kill you. Avengers Infinity War. The Avengers unite against orcs from Dungeons and Dragons and, and the villain from Saturday's Warriors. He's going to have one for everyone, I think. Uh, it's the Avengers. It's the culmination. Yeah. The first part of the culmination. Bad times at the El Royale. Kirkland Tarantino Carnage takes place in a sleazy motel that borders California and Nevada. Kirkland Tarantino? Kirkland. Generic brand Tarantino? Yes. Okay. Uh, circa 1979. Uh, circa 1969. Seven strangers, most with a secret to bury, meet by chance at Lake Tahoe's El Royale. But with a bad robot edge to it. Yes. Right. Mission Impossible Fallout. Tom Cruise's death wish continues, but he'll live to fight another day. <laughs> Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against IMF. I shouldn't do the synopsis after you do. Yeah and, yeah, and plus we know what Infinity War and yeah. Mission Impossible are. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. In a world where Peter Parker's story has been rebooted several times, we get a fresh take on Spider-Man, plus three more Peter Parker stories. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is... A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. <laughs> 
this is one that I, I, I feel like I want to talk about because I discovered it. Is this a humble brag? This is this is a hipster thing where I was I saw the trailer really early and I brought it up on one of our most anticipated shows. Right. And, and I didn't know what you're oh, talking yeah, about. What's this about? Kins had already seen that one at Sundance. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it wasn't at Sundance. <laughs> no. But I saw this trailer and I was like, that's really interesting because as I was watching it, it was unlike most horror movie films you can kind of like play along with it you know exactly where it's going to go right. where it's going to like here's a jump scare here's this but this one presented a world that i hadn't seen before in a way that i hadn't seen before and i went okay i'm going to keep my eyes on this it was one of those trailers where i was like oh man this trailer's too good it's not going to be able to deliver yeah on it's this like promise. it's like kind of this what's happening and then you find out and it's not going to yep. be as cool yeah but it did deliver yeah i think so too so but trailer wise well done quiet place very very good yep our next category ladies and gentlemen is best supporting actress our nominees are Claire Foy for First Man. A look at the life of astronaut Neil Armstrong. Isabel Moner from Instant Family. An angry, um, unadopted teenager joins Mark Wahlberg's family. <laughs> and Rose Burns there too. Letitia Wright from Black Panther. What are those? Oh. <laughs> I feel sick. Choice on here. I feel Everyone sick. knows Black Panther. Man, the, the substance though and the emotional. I feel sick. She's yeah. the best part of the movie. Man. Uh, like she just emoted those lines about the shoes in a way that. You okay, know, you guys are both bashing. Rachel Vice, <laughs> the favorite. In 18th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne, and a close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country in her stead. Regina King, if Bill Street could talk. A woman in Harlem embraces her pregnancy while she and her family struggle to prove her fiancé innocent of a crime. And the winner is... Regina King, if Bill Street could talk. Winner, winner! Now, Kent, you pushed for this one pretty hard. Really hard. I was on you. I, I put Isabella Morner on there because I thought she did a uh, fantastic job. Right, I wish in, I had seen it. Because actually, uh, apparently, a surprise hit. Well, yeah, no, it's actually surprising a lot of heart in it, and I like to see comedy. In our you Oscars... You haven't seen this in Family? No. In, in the oh. Academy Pod Awards, comedies actually get some notice. Yes. Like, some, like, pay attention to them. But I will say, like, I needed to add some class here. And granted, Regina King did win the Oscar last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> really <laughs> hope she did. <laughs> but uh, she is so classy in this role. She plays the mom that everyone needs and someone to go to bat for you. So her performance is just magical. And I want to point out, you guys both bashed Letitia White, but I thought she was one of the best parts of all Black she Panther. she did was smile. She That's was great. She, she brought did. life and love and to said, that. No, no, I'm a she scientist. Had, she had those guns that were like magnetizing. <laughs> and then... It's vibranium. <laughs> vibranium power. Yeah. And then she was like, do, 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 vibranium. Oh, it must be so hard to live where you live because I have vibranium. I liked her performance. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the listener putting that on there. She was the worst part of that movie. And now the category for best supporting actor, which is the actor that supports the other actors. The nominees are Jake Johnson, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh no, my girlfriend left me and I'm Spider-Man and I can't emotionally deal. Jesse Plemons in Game Night. A movie based on a lazy concept that is somehow great. <laughs> it's a group of friends who meet for game nights and then they uh, things go awry. Josh Hamilton, 8th grade. I'm a dad of a teenage daughter and it sucks, but I try really hard. That's actually, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Hugh Grant, Paddington 2. A bear continues his quest for marmalade and to charm the pants of every living person. That's kind of true. <laughs> also, I just like pants saying Paddington, Paddington 2 with this voice. Marshala Ali, Green Book. An Italian Goomba and a black entertainer walk into a piano bar. Dot, dot, dot. 
If I'm not black enough and I'm not white enough, then tell me what am I? Hey, oh, I'm walking here. <laughs> These are actually all quotes from the movie. Uh, so, yeah. And I like how I, what I'm trying to give legitimate synopses of these movies. And you guys are just like, hey, we're starting with the jokes already. Wait for the jokes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Joke master. And the winner <laughs> of the best supporting actor is Josh Hamilton in eighth grade. Did we, did we all agree on this one? Uh, we did. I think we did. Because the, the listener chose a terrible, terrible choice. No, oh, they no, no, did. no, no, they no, did. They no, no, no. truly did. They didn't. I thought their their choice was fine. But, okay, Jesse Plemons could have got this. He was hilarious so in, in game night. One of the best parts. But Josh Hamilton, he, like, I saw, when I saw 8th grade, I, I worried that it was going to fall into the stereotypical uh, dad of a teenage daughter who's super uncool right. or too overbearing. But he felt so realistic and down the line where he's trying to connect with his daughter. Yes. And she's not having it. Yeah. And he's doing his best. And I thought I, and, I just really related to that. And it's funny because you generally any award show will give it to a strange performance, a zany performance or something that is an impersonation. This is a regular dad just trying his darndest. But that doesn't sound like it deserves, it doesn't sound like it deserves an Oscar. Though. No, I'm or, saying or, this, or no, not an Oscar, a bacon. Because we're seeing who brings home the bacon. It's the. But award. what I'm saying is this role, as a simple role, is mastercraft. He's so likable. Yes. And yet awkward. And you're in his shoes because his daughter is often telling him to be quiet. Yeah. And you're like, I guess I'd be quiet too. Yeah. You know, you can have your space. So all good. Right. So yeah, I think we all agree on that one. Which we should clarify, once we narrowed down the list, like we had our, our short list, you guys narrowed it down to the five, then we had a discussion, a conference call, where we determined what was going to win, and it was bacon cell approval, which means two out of three, and it moved forward, and we all yep. agreed on that one. All right, our next category is best stunt work. Which is one the Academy has chosen to ignore for some time now. But why? And I mean, maybe they just don't want to make it three hours and 48 minutes or whatever. But it's not working. Yeah, but they could do there. like a cool stage show, like Miami Vice at Universal Studios back in the day, <laughs> Miami Vice. or Aladdin. <laughs> that's, the, that's the go-to. Yeah, like exactly. Miami Vice. <laughs> Obviously, we all know. All right, best stunt work. Our first nominee is Aquaman. Arthur Curry, the human-born heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, goes on a quest to prevent a war between the worlds of ocean and land. Ocean Master. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. You got that one out. Mission Impossible Fallout. Ow, my leg. His, my ankle. His ankle. Part of my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Tomb Raider. Based on the popular relaunch of the classic video game series, but with more kickboxing and bike messengers. Oh, yeah. There's much more. There's like 100% more bike messengers. 100%. There is. Worst part of the game. <laughs> and Upgrade. The best movie the 80s never gave us. Ooh. Uh, set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified self technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. STEM. And the winner is... Mission Impossible Fallout! Of course it is. Was there any question? There was a little bit of question. How? How? No, okay. How? Hold on. 90 halo jumps is what Tom Cruise literally did in real life. You guys were given this the award before we even had the category. You're like, Mission Impossible wins something. Mission Impossible wins stunts. It wins stunts. So we're like the Academy Awards with Black Panther? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. 
Uh, but no, guys, seriously, when uh, Alicia Vikander was falling into the water from the plane and was uh, drowning, <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. it's mission impossible. It the dude, easily. okay, so the the halo jumps are impressive. The jumping over buildings and breaking his ankle, mission, uh, Tom Cruise breaking Dedicating his ankle, everything which is part role. of his leg, as you mentioned before. <laughs> and uh, Technically, I wanted where the ankle was. He, but the one that got me, the one that, that got my palms sweaty probably the most, is when he was hanging underneath the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. And he slid down that rope, fell, fell slash slid down that rope. I was terrified. I was like, Tom yeah, Cruise is going to die. Nuts. Or literally learned how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. 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 Everything in that scene is stunt work. Not my favorite Mission Impossible movie, but yes, it deserves best stunt work for this year. So wonderful. It really is. And going from stunt work to the biggest laugh. One of the Academy's favorite awards is awarding comedies because they love comedies. They love so comedies much. or anything. Comedy, that, horror. No, I think they like everything that makes you cry oh, or sad right. or bitter it's and depressed. The Academy Awards are the drama awards. They don't care about So comedies. we really wanted to highlight the scenes that just made us guffaw. And I hope that everyone can agree with these. And I hope that you understand that it's never as funny when someone's trying to explain it. Uh, but we're going to try. So our first nominee is Deploying the X-Force from Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 is about a foul-mouthed mercenary who brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a boy with supernatural abilities. Going against Deadpool 2 with a time travel epilogue. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson uh, brings together a team of fellow... No, it's, it's Deadpool again. Yes. There's a couple of really funny Arthur nominee there. is the bullet removal scene from Game Night. Should we go into detail on any of these? Yeah, they might need some I, I feel context. Like, yeah, I feel like some context. So deploying the X-Force is... There is a 20-minute scene of recruiting a like a D-list group of mutants mm -hmm. to help him save the day against Juggernaut. And then when they jump out and they parachute out of a plane, it's a little bit too windy. And, and they all meet they their all demise, die. which is pretty funny. It is very funny. And there's a cameo, uncameo of Brad Pitt that shows up for half a second. It's great. Uh, whereas the time travel epilogue, basically it... It cashes in on every joke that Ryan Reynolds has ever told where he actually goes back in time and stops himself in movies and in reality. For making poor decisions. Yes. Uh, bullet removal scene from Game Night. Uh, that one is, I've talked about it before on the show, actually, when we did our uh, look back. But it's this husband and wife who are not professional bullet removers trying to figure out how to get <laughs> wait hold on there are <laughs> professional title. bullet removers hitmen but then they're out there trying to get this bullet out with like supplies they got from a gas station and it's absolutely unnecessary and they, and they both start trying to get the bullet out and then one starts gagging so the other starts gagging and it, it's hilarious it it's, is funny. it's a really funny scene our fourth nominee is from spider-man into the spider-verse it's my story so far can you explain that this one? is the first five minutes of into the spider-verse and it's a one version of peter parker's story where it goes full meta but not too meta and it shows you it says you may remember me and it shows scenes from mostly from Raimi's trilogy right. the ones that are so cringeworthy but when done in this form you can't help but laugh and know that it starts off the movie on the right foot yeah and our fifth nominee is killing the justice league from teen titans go to the movies and in this scene the Wait, teen Titans. yes should i do the synopsis of the movie yes please a villain's maniacal plan for world domination sidetracks five teenage superheroes who dream of hollywood stardom so the Teen Titans, they're the annoying versions of the Teen Titans. So is this like a regular theatrical release yeah. that I just kind of came out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere and, and went nowhere. 
but you should see it because it's actually really funny as annoying as it is. Even if I have, I really haven't watched much of Teen Titans Go. You don't need to. This is probably all you need to watch because it kind of grabs all the best jokes from the cartoon and puts them in movie form. Okay. I have but seen it, just not a lot of in it. In this scene, they will never get their own movie series, so they decide to go back in time and make sure the Justice League never happens. The live action so, Justice League movie? Uh, no, oh, well, that would be amazing. Oh, but no, any Justice League from existing. Oh, because in this in this movie, every hero has its own movie already, okay. and so it's a meta take. But for example, they'll throw like plastic can holders into the ocean where Baby Aquaman <laughs> is swimming, and his neck gets caught in it, and he drowns. What? They is this a kids movie? They, yes, they stop Bruce Wayne's parents from getting killed, and then when they have to go back and reverse that, they push them into Death Alley to get <laughs> shot. <laughs> like they save Krypton. It's every it's really funny because it's so inappropriate. But our winner is the bullet removal scene from Game Night. Yay! All right. I think the reason this one worked so well is that it was so relatable. Yes. That like, you know, we'd like to think that in times of crisis we'll be able to keep our cool. You rely on your your significant other to help you out. But I would be dry heaving <laughs> if I had to do something like this. And I was just like, my wife and I were, my wife was laughing so if hard she was crying If you're not a professional bullet remover, then it would yeah. be really hard. <laughs> I, I never graduated. That's the problem. Yeah, I took yeah. all the courses, but I never got the paper. Amateur. Uh, yeah. And now, most terrifying. Because once again, the Academy doesn't care about horror so we decided to talk about something scary. The nominees are The Bear Scene from Annihilation. A film best experienced while under the influence, complete with nightmare fuel. Mm. Uh, so this scene is... Uh, so they, they go inside this uh, bubble, this extraterrestrial bubble, should yes. we say, here on Earth. And Where things inside are kind evolution of... Evolution is a major factor. And the, things are evolving together, like kind of morphing together. And there's a bear. It, it's this uh, literal bear that has kind of a skeleton face. And when it roars, it's the sound of a their friend screaming. Yes. Because they were morphed together when the bear was attacking her. Horrifying. It is terrifying. Like like blood run cold. I can't take my eyes away from the screen moment. It's very it's very unsettling. It's yeah. strange. Yes. Uh, walking the bridge from a quiet place. You want to describe that one, Kent? Yeah. So this is just five minutes into the movie. We aren't really sure what is happening yet. You've barely met the characters. You've barely met the characters. They're walking single file on the bridge. All of a sudden, they all look back. And it's from the uh, deaf girl's perspective. And right. she looks back and her younger brother is playing with a light up and sound on rocket ship. And the parents look back and the look in their eyes yeah. as they know what's about to happen as a parent, is horrifying. As yeah. a parent, I, I that scene, my heart dropped well, that's I really where i brought you on. in because you look back at at uh jim and emily there and uh yeah john and emily, john john and emily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah jim and pam and uh and they're like and then right then the stakes are real in the movie you're yeah. like holy crap look at them they are really scared yeah and then they should be yes yeah the bathtub scene from a quiet place once again, another quiet place moment, and this one is truly—it's it, maybe a little bit shorter, but when everything can go wrong for Emily Blunt in this movie, everything does go wrong. It does. It's yeah. a moment where like all these different elements are coming together, and you just watch it unfold, and you just have to sit there and, think, and why she's why? giving birth. Yes, <laughs> yeah, in a bathtub. Yes, as trying not to scream. Are trying to kill her as there is something coming up. Have the you stairs. ever tried to give birth quietly, Kent? Uh, one time. Okay. Remember when we did our Taco Bell uh, challenge? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Family friendly. <laughs> that was the, the buffet taco cart, right? Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. 
The Accident from Hereditary. A movie guaranteed to darken your soul and leave lasting images imprinted on your brain. Fun for the whole family, as the title implies. <laughs> this scene, we've spoiled it a little bit, but let's just say it has to do with a allergic reaction, a head being lopped off. A sudden accident where yes. a head gets lopped off. Uh, a poor reaction. <laughs> yeah. A non-reaction. And then the most horrifying scream from a parent that you could ever hope to hear. Yeah, a lot of parent ones in here. Did you say hope to hear? Yes. <laughs> hope to hear it. <laughs> you, you don't want to hear this. And then the image of the head. Yeah. So it's all that together. So it's, hey, kids, hope <laughs> you enjoy this episode of Bake Sale. Awful. Head banging by hereditary. So is this when they take that severed head and then they bang it into something? <laughs> Surprisingly it's a, it's a, it's a metal concert. <laughs> bang your head. This is a chase scene near the end of a movie where you think someone got away. They go into the attic. They pull up the stairs. And all of a sudden, you just hear banging. Really quick succession of banging. And it's someone that is on the ceiling banging the ceiling, their banging head, head against the floor. Yeah. And everything that follows. Wait, they're on the ceiling. They're crawling on the ceiling. That's what I mean. It is meant the... to disturb you because it's banging not supposed their head to happen. On the floor. Oh, yes. well, on the floor of the attic. So, like. They're on the attic door trying to get in. I'll send you the clip after. It's terrifying. Okay. Yeah. And the winner is the accident from Hereditary. It's the accident. This, which I haven't seen, but is I saw the scene and it is terrifying. Maybe not as terrifying as the bear scene, but I had to compromise with Kent on this one. This is oh, straight yeah. up gut wrenching. You watch this and you cannot believe that you're actually watching a movie like this and not turning it off. Because it's gross. Well, it's because they seem to prop this one character up as like the character you're going to follow yes. during the movie. And then they're gone. Yes. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. That didn't just happen. That didn't just happen. And it shows a character, like I said, through the non-reaction of this one character. You're going, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? This is bad. And everything about it feels wrong. Mm -hmm. And it changes the entire movie. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. All right, our next category is something a little nicer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're out of there now. Oh, that's nice. All right, best hero. Our nominees are Arthur Curry from Aquaman. I know how to swim. My costume's orange and green. It's, is there more? It's Superman. Oh, there's actually a whole thing. That's a divine <laughs> comedy sketch. T'Challa, Black Panther. What's new, Purple Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> purple Pussycat. <laughs> Good job of not getting tongue-tied over that. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible Fallout. Stunts, 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 No plot that makes sense, but stunts, 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 Oh, come on. It's not that it doesn't make sense. It's that it's the same plot. Well, yeah. We're just about But cooler. Well, it's really the same plot. You just like it because of Henry Cavill's mustache. That's part of the truth. By the way, shout out to whoever voted Henry Cavill's mustache as best villain. I promise it wasn't me. I really enjoyed that. Different category. I, but I'd forget by then. All right. Miles Morales, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. With great power comes great responsibility, I think. Yeah. They say that a couple times. Yeah. But he gets tired of the quote. It's kind of funny. And lastly, Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor? An exploration of the life, lessons, and legacy of an iconic children's television host, Fred Rogers. Who got snubbed from a documentary. What the heck? Can we talk about that for one second? Before announcing the winner? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I just think that it's amazing to me that uh, documentary, because we don't have a documentary feature category. Right. 
But this movie was one of the most talked about, one of the most beloved uh, documentaries of last year. Academy didn't even get you it. You just nailed it. It is beloved. It is a nice message that everyone needs to see. The Oscars are not going to care about that. They're too busy depressing people. A little bit. Okay. Really does make sense. It's consistent. It's messed up. Right. And the winner is... Mr. Rogers, won't you be my name? Mr. Rogers <laughs> is our best movie hero. Mr. Rogers just beat out he Ethan beat out Hunt. Ethan Hunt, T'Challa, Aquaman, Spider-Man. Let's be honest. He would beat Mr. them all Rogers. in a fight. Do you remember the Ultimate Showdown cartoon? Yeah, of Ultimate History. Yeah, is that what it is? This is the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate History. So they take, He beats it's, everyone. It's this Jackie flash. Chan, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, Godzilla. Really? Indiana Jones. So they, they take this... Uh, Mr. Rogers beats all these people? Yes. Well, so here's the thing is... This is great. So it's it's an uh, like 2000... 2006 yeah. probably like before YouTube kind of video back in the days of Homestar Runner yeah flash animation but it's all the heroes you could possibly imagine coming together and just fighting each other to see who the ultimate winner is and like Chuck Norris comes down at one point and you think he's going to take it but then at the end Fred Rogers is it's the like Ready Player awesome. One of 80s awesomeness that's, Wait, not, that's Ready Player but One but that's not why he won here can we talk <laughs> yeah. about uh, Will You Be My Neighbor for a bit because it, so it seriously it leaves such a lasting impact. Uh, this we didn't mention this in our crying episode a few episodes back, but this one got me really just because of how like even the message he gives to the audience. He says, "Hey, if there's someone you care about, just listen to him. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do." And for with every child he talked to, he'd just sit there and listen. Do you want to talk about the "I like you" moment too? I don't want to. I mean, seriously, You're I don't. Want, it will make me cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is so darn sweet. Well, and and I think okay, so. Great man, great show, yes. great legacy. Documentary, little on the sleepy side, but then again, so was his television show. I liked I, I it. I disagree. Wow. I no, loved I think it. It's, I liked it. I think it probably totally was a documentary. Yes. But I remember thinking to myself, okay, I get the point. Let's move on, Mr. Rogers. I think it made out to that movie. That's why he likes it so much. <laughs> I, you can't know. <laughs> blasphemy. Won't you be my neighbor? Let's <laughs> <laughs> over no. here, baby. Let's go to the land of make-believe, make-out-believe. <laughs> Choo choo! <laughs> oh man! Oh. oh, rewind that! Rewind all of it! <laughs> yeah. no, honestly, so uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. I don't know if your kids watch that. Yeah, I actually enjoy that one because of the callbacks to Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and yeah. because I think there's I like really like their songs. Okay, grown ups come back. So from best from the dead. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> from best hero to best villain. <laughs> he man. Our first nominee is Thanos from Avengers Infinity War. My purple chin has been in movies for years. Killmonger from Black Panther. Yo, where's this mask from? August Walker without mustache. Mission Impossible Fallout. It's August Walker, Henry Cavill? Yes. Yeah, his name's forgettable. But he's really pretty. (laughs) He's pretty freaking sweet in the movie. Why is it without a mustache? Well, I mean, I just didn't want to give him the mustache. He okay. had the no, mustache. That's it's the, the mustache and August Walker. The mustache is the reason that Justice League was weird. <laughs> That's the reason? <laughs> Not Joss Whedon? No, because of his weird lip. Our next nominee is Phoenix Buchanan from Paddington 2. <laughs> I'm a washed up actor who's going to try and kill a bear. Permission to give the next nominee Stem from Upgrade. Permission granted. So, uh, kind of a spoilerish there, but we can leave it there. We can leave it there. The grand plan is real, and our winner is for best villain, 
Thanos, Avengers Infinity War. I love that Kate had to say that. I hate that I had to read this <laughs> I category. Great, had to say that. Great, great. No, no, no. You you don't hate it because you, Kent, voted for Thanos. I did. This was a sweep. Yeah, it was. A sweep? It was a sweep. And I think it was because Thanos' motives were so interesting because he wasn't just another, I'm going to rule the world and be you know rich and powerful. He's saying, all right, population control. Let's get rid of half the people and then we won't have starvation. Zero population is the answer, my friend. Zero population <laughs> is the answer, my friend. He's a, he's a rounded Jimmy, villain, oh, so Jimmy, it does, it does add something there. Them. Well, it makes him more of a threat because he thinks he's in the right. Yeah. And that's scary. The reason he is better than Killmonger, which many people would say Killmonger's a great villain. Because he is, he's he is a really cool good character. Well, all these, great I think performance, all, these are good all of them are great. Honestly, I wanted Except Phoenix I wanted Phoenix Buchanan to win. You wanted Panic. But I think I think Thanos and Stem are great because their mission was accomplished in the end. They actually did what they it's set true. out to do. True. It's true. And so Thanos is our winner for best villain of twenty eighteen. I'll say it. You know, speaking of uh, Infinity War and all the loss that uh, happened in that movie. Yeah, Joel. I think it's time as, you know, in the Oscar ceremony, they have a moment where they they look back on the past year and and mark the memory of those they've lost or oh. things they've lost. Can we, can we bring down the lights? Real okay. Quick? Bring down okay. the lights real quick. Let's bring down the tone a little okay. softer. Thank you, Joel. Candy, can you play a little uh, sad music here? Oh, here we go. Rest in peace anticipation for original Pixar movies. <laughs> with The Incredibles 2 feeling like a carbon copy of the first movie and with the upcoming Toy Story 4, it's only a matter of time before we see the movie where the good dinosaur goes bad for a time. You were never anticipating Pixar movies. Yeah, but at least they had some credibility, some okay. originality before. Rest in peace, Fox 13 television programming. Now that you've canceled The Last Man on Earth and sold Brooklyn Nine-Nine to NBC, I literally have no reason to turn on your channel. Rest in peace, racism in superhero movies. (laughs) Black Panther finally gave us a black male lead in a comic book movie. That is, if you forget about Meteor Man in 1993, Spawn in 1997, uh, Steel in 1997, Blade in 1998, and its two sequels. Hancock in 2008. So groundbreaking. So iconic. (laughs) Rest in peace. Technology issues in the Marvel Universe. Now that we all know Vibranium can do everything from weaponry to healing wounds created by the weaponry, there's no limit to what you can do. Need a new way of communicating? Vibranium. Is your hair falling out? Vibranium. Do you need another portal to another dimension? There's no need to call Doctor Strange because you have Vibranium. So sad. So beautiful. So beautiful. We're going to miss you, technology. I'm not sure if I should be sad or astounded. (laughs) Rest in peace, Donna from Mamma Mia. Donna Mamma Mia. (laughs) I'm not sure why you were dead. Maybe it was scheduling issues for Meryl Streep. But because of your absence, we got a watered-down prequel, and we had to see what Cher looks like in IMAX. (laughs) (laughs) Horrifying. So horrifying. This, this one hits close to home to me. Rest in peace, Fifth Harmony. What? After Camila Cabello departed from the group in December 2016, it was a little strange to have a four-woman band called Fifth Harmony, but whatever. 
But after three MTV, MTV Europe Music Awards, four MTV Music Video Awards, four Our Hate Radio Music Awards, an American Music Award, a Billboard Music Women in Music Award, 16 Choice Awards, and over 7 million digital downloads, you officially declared a hiatus this past year. And I think we're all worried that you won't be coming back. I now know too much about Fifth Harmony, I decided. Way too much. Way, way too much. I can't name one of their songs. I know Havana. Uh, That's just Camila Cabello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Marvel's hopes for stealing the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man in the MCU was a sure thing after the success of Civil War and Homecoming. But now that we have the Spider-Verse and the incredible box office success of Venom, Sony isn't letting go of Spidey anytime soon. No, probably not. We're going to get a Venom too, guys. Soon. For sure. Oh, I hope not. You are. Rest in peace, characters on The Good Place. Because, you know, you literally died. Spoiler alert. Wait, I That's the beginning of the show, Jacob. I'm only three episodes <laughs> into the first season. They died at the beginning of the first Wait, season. that's the plot? They're dead. That's the seriously the plot? That's the plot. That's why it's called The Good Place. Hmm. Well, the good place. Or are they? Rest in peace, my hopes for an awesome Conjuring universe. The Nun showed that an entire movie could be based off a random subplot and makes all too much money. The Crooked Man will continue to extinguish any sense of quality for the high standards set in the original Conjuring movie. Hmm. I'm so sorry, Kent. I know. If you want, I can bring over the spoon and give it back to you so you can have a little bit of Conjuring. Do not put that in my bed again. He really, that, he really likes the spoon. Leave that out of my bed, please. It really amps up spooning in the bed. <laughs> With a literal spoon. That makes sense. Somber, it's actually, somber, it's somber. actually quite clever. Thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace. Me not being a hipster. Now that one of my favorite Queen songs, Who Wants to Live Forever, was featured in the film Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm going to be the person that is compelled to say, I knew that song before it was cool. Every single time it's brought up. Now you know how I feel. All the time. Rest in peace. Credibility for the Academy Awards. <laughs> I once looked to you as the indicator for quality as we celebrate the best that Hollywood had to offer. Now, with your fickle decisions and ever-changing ways, you have all the integrity of the ever-changing Taco Bell menu. Oh, like Taco Bell has integrity. Because they change Don't their bring menu Taco Bell down every like day. Haven't you ever tried the integrity with queso? Oh. It's delicious, but it's gone next week. <laughs> Deep fried integrity with queso. Where are you, Nacho Fries? Rest in peace, movie pass. <laughs> oh, you got one? <laughs> it was a good run where we stole all your money and then you went bankrupt. Rest in peace, Gotham. <laughs> you are finally going away, you money-grabbing, legacy-tainting, poor excuse for a Batman story. And on March 8th, 2019, I will dance on your grave with glee. Yeah, jeez. I mean, there have got to be some good moments there, right? No. It was a waste of my time for the one and a half, two seasons I watched it. Rest in peace, 20th Century Fox. Since Disney bought you out, they've already fired 4,000 employees. Wow. Among these employees are the Xenomorphs, the survivors of Zion, (laughs) Caesar and his band of apes, and the Simpsons. Why couldn't Disney just buy the X-Men and leave the future of film alone? Ooh, that's getting scary. Rest in peace, Damien Chazelle's career. 
No, 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 no. You, you made first man, and now the academy's not going to trust you again. But yeah, it's good. It's it's there's fine. a chance. I mean, look at M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Rest in peace, Grin Davidson. Pete and Ariana, your relationship was one that everyone saw crumbling a mile away. And Ariana, now that you've thanked Pete and moved on to the next, Pete was left broken and alone, finding comfort only in the arms of Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Kent, I think I just found your inn. You just have to date Ariana Grande first and get broken up with her, and then you can get with Kate Beckinsale. Thank you. You're welcome. Next. <laughs> Rest in peace. Half of the universe. <laughs> Thank good. Spoiler alert. Thank goodness we made it, right? Yeah. Since then, where's where's the fourth member of Bacon Cell? Oh, oh, wait. What? Who? They're gone. Now we don't even remember them. So that's where Emily went. Oh no! I had to. <laughs> you, you didn't, but you you went there. <laughs> she doesn't listen anymore, anyways. <laughs> Since Thanos snapped his fingers, it apparently removed anyone who would have been interested in hosting a future Academy Awards. Because of Thanos, it also single-handedly wiped out anyone who would have voted for good Oscar nominees. Ooh. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, it is. And finally, rest in peace, cool Jacob. <laughs> what? Gone are the days of gaming all night and sleeping all day. Your hair is getting a little grayer. Your jokes are getting a little cornier. Welcome to the dad club. Thank Seriously. <laughs> I miss you already. Oh, I used to be cool. The king is dead. Long live the king. Okay. All, All right. right. Oh. Sorry to bring the okay. room down, but... I seriously love speaking in that tone. I don't know why. <laughs> the NPR tone? Yeah. It's so nice. much. Although NPR is more like this. Kate will love it too. And the nominees for best screenplay. Not original, not adapted, kind of both, because we're just m- m- merging them together. The nominees are... Mutt. Screenplays. American Animals. Ice movie that takes place in, in the real quiet place. A library. Oh. A quiet place. The actual quiet place. <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. The Coen brothers get even more Coen-y in the six-part Western anthology. <laughs> Eighth grade. Awkward. Hi. <laughs> Awkwardness, anyone? And Searching. A worried father looks for his daughter using her computer. The best web thriller since the net. <laughs> the net. <laughs> the net. Uh, and right. the winner is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. All right, this was a fan favorite. We had so many votes for Ballad of Buster Scruggs on I our list. I didn't vote for it. I know you did. This is one where I got Bacon Cell approved out. I don't think it wasn't the top vote though, was it? Oh, they this one for many categories got one of the top votes. So here's the thing: the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a very clever story because it's it's six, but it's six unrelated short stories yes. with no real interweaving theme. Well, there kind of well, is. Well, there is. It's kind Western. Well, yeah, but then you get ones like uh, A Quiet Place and Searching, which the screenplay. The, if you don't know, a screenplay has to be written in a very specific format. Like there's the headings and the capitalizations and everything has to be very precise. Yes. They had to find a way to portray that on the screenplay. And then searching is entirely told through computers and social media and apps. And so another really creative way of doing that. Honestly, every single one of these nominees are great. American animals, uh, melds a documentary Mm -hmm. with a narrative film seamlessly. Right. 
and eighth grade honestly probably would have been my pick to win but there's so much improvisation yes from Elsie Fisher in this movie and that's why I thought it was a, a, an interesting choice because I wondered if the movie was good because of the acting or because of the screenplay well I would say it's well, everything, honestly. But she only did the YouTube videos herself. That is what was genuinely her. Yeah. But Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the way that it all kind of came, and I'm, each story came together, and I'm not saying the six parts are tied together, but each story managed to grab you, even the longer ones, like the one where the Native the, Americans are attacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a longer story, and, and I didn't care punch. for it. And then halfway it through, is. I'm like, wait, where is this going? And the story just wraps you up. Even a story with a little dialogue, much like Quiet Place. Yeah. But the the treasure hunter, the uh, prospector, yeah. is a with great love that one. way to tell a story. Well, and I do I do like the Battle of Buster Scruggs for the reason that the dialogue alone. Like, you know that Coen yeah. Brothers is, is very tightly scripted. These are not yeah. improv- improvisations. Yes. So I'm okay with Battle of Buster Scruggs winning best screenplay, but I would have voted for another one. Yes, I know. You can tell us what it was. I would vote for a quiet place or searching. Oh, you don't know which one though. Probably quiet place. All right, our next category: best visual effects for the Bacon Podcademy. Pod, the Bacademy Podwards. The Bacademy Podwards. B A C A D M Y space. If you have to P-O-D-W-A-R-D. spell it, it's not working. Our nominees are Avengers: Infinity War. Space, time, matter, space. When you're a jet, heart. You're a jet for uh, snapping. Oh, oh, I get it, I get it. Uh, Aquaman. Permission to come aboard. <laughs> that line is so terrible. Yeah, yeah. But like, the scene where he walks he through like the steam his is hair. honestly really cool. Where he walks through the what? Where he walks through the steam in the sub. He oh, walks yeah. in the scene like it's an 80s action movie, and it's freaking sweet. That is what it's like. Is it, though? Yes. You have a crush on Jason Momoa. He does. He wants those abs on his body. <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> it only took six attempts to get the recipe for Transformers right. Apparently. <gasps> this is like a prequel to the Transformers movies. It's so bizarre. And it made the least money, and it was the best movie. It's strange, but the war on Cybertron is phenomenal. Mortal Engines. Mad Max, but instead of cars, the crazy people ride cities, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. it. And nothing else like Mad Max. It's like Mad Max. Ready Player One. Chicken soup for the basement dweller's soul. <laughs> nice. when, when a creator of a virtual reality world called the Oasis Dice, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis, all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune. And our winner is... Ready Player Woo-hoo! One. Okay, honestly, I don't know why this one didn't get a nod in Best Trailer. Because if you remember with uh, uh, Van Halen's jump coming in and all those characters running around, there's so there's much eye candy. a Take On Me trailer as well. But that final... Okay, there's, there's a number of things that make this great visual effects. Most of this movie takes place in a virtual world. Yes. But they had to make that virtual world believable enough mm-hmm. for you to be like have some emotional attachment to it. But there's a scene where they go into The Shining and it looks like The Shining. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's it's eerie and it's like live action, but not. It's so bizarre. They even add the woman in the bathtub, the blood from the elevator. It the girls, is. Yeah. And then also the, in the final bathtub, battle. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Yeah. The bathtub. The bathtub. <laughs> yes. But the final battle too, when you have so many characters and so many different styles oh, of animation. The, the DeLorean chase, the car race at the beginning oh, with yeah, King that's fun Kong. Too. There's Incredible. so much going on. You can watch this movie multiple times and pick something out each time. Yes. And it looks good. Legitimately looks good. Easily the best. It's true. It's a good winner. And of course, for our actual Oscar predictions, we chose Infinity War. Yes. But this was our personal choice. Of yeah. course. And now the nominees for Best Cinematography. The Camera Work. 
Alpha. In the prehistoric past, a young man struggles to return home after being separated from his tribe during a buffalo hunt. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yippee-ki-yay! First man. No, I'm the first man. Hereditary. Genealogy. (laughs) I am doing it. Oh, please don't. (laughs) You don't want to look there. And Roma. Hey, the first time mentioning this movie. A year in the life of a middle class family's maid in Mexico City in the early 1970s. I put, hey, look, Bacon Cell has class. Because <laughs> we put it in cinematography? Yeah. <laughs> and our winner is Alpha. 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 Not Roma, mm-hmm. which won the Academy Award for Best Cinematography yes. last night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Probably. Uh, but because that one is a darling. It's so well, Alpha it was, should be the Alpha cinemat- wasn't even touched by the Academy Alpha Awards. Alpha should have been nominated. It, it is really sad. It's, of course, one of those movies that will be forgotten about by the Academy and should have been seen by a lot more people. This is a movie that I had no expectations for. Go watch this one, out. listener. Watch it on the biggest, best screen yes. you possibly can. Not Expl- explain TV. why. Cinematography. Okay, cinematography, for like, for example, comparison wise, Roma, there's so much going on in each shot. It's purposeful. It's actually quite amazing. But Alpha, every shot is a movie poster. It is. Everything you see. A lot of outdoors. Real or not. And honestly, surprisingly, mostly real. Like, I need to go to Iceland. Yeah, Iceland is amazing. Is gorgeous. You don't even need actors in this one. This could have been a Planet Earth 3 Blu-ray set Mm -hmm. because it is that It was mostly real. Did you watch behind the scenes on this? Because I assumed it was a lot of... I mean, there's, there's a lot, but honestly, you'd be surprised at what is actually real. Huh. It is gorgeous. So best cinematography for what they were able to capture in not even uh, it wasn't a box office bomb. They didn't even have to spend too much on this movie. So it's just a huge surprise and is for its visuals, which are the best part. Mm. Amazing. Yep. Go watch it. Let us know. And now the nominees for best actor. It's a big one. Yes, it is. Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Bradley Cooper changes his voice and discovers Lady Gaga at a drag bar. <laughs> Let me give the real <laughs> yeah. description here, Kent. Is that, that not sounded, real that description? That sounded real to me. Uh, a young woman comes to Hollywood with dreams of stardom, but achieves them only with the help of an alcoholic leading man whose best days are behind him. Oh, I'm sorry. That's from the 1937 <laughs> A Star is Born. Uh, here you go. A film star helps a young singer and actress find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career down on a downward spiral. Oh, sorry. That was the 1954 version of A Star is Born. Oh, a has-been rock star falls in love with a young, up-and-coming songstress. Again. Oh, that was 1976. <laughs> sorry. The fourth time we get this movie. Here it is. A musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career down, down into a downward spiral. I enjoyed that they didn't show the Uncle Ben scene again, and they just showed him already <laughs> with the powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't I need was, to see the origin story. I was surprised to find out that they do make this movie every couple decades. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, let's just try this again. John Krasinski from A Quiet Place. Shut up, kids. <laughs> can't, you can't shush them now. We're recording. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, first reformed. One of the year's biggest Oscar snubs gets a quick reference on Bacon Cell. <laughs> <laughs> a minister of a small congregation in upstate New York grapples with mounting despair brought on by tragedy, worldly concerns, and a tormented past. Viggo Mortensen. Green Book. Swing your arms from side to side. That's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Marshall Green. Upgrade. Do I upgrade to Tom Hardy or does he upgrade to me? That's a good question because it's basically, like we said, Upgrade is the better version of Venom. Yeah. yeah. And the winner is 
Viggo Mortensen? <laughs> Green Book? What do you mean, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> well played, Emphatic sir. Emphatic <laughs> exclamation point, I think is what you Jacob, you, this was your baby. This yes. is the one you were most emphatic about. It is. Explain to us why you, made, you, why you, you make think, a good case. Well, make, make the good case to the listener because they're obviously saying it should be John Krasinski. Well, you know, I think they're voting, they're voting for John Krasinski or maybe someone else because they've seen that movie. They probably have not seen Green Book. So go watch Green Book. That's sexist to say that. If you want to see Aragon, took me a second there. Aragon playing, was is like an Italian... Like, Paisano. Yeah, like yeah. he is like rough. He is, he's trashy. Like, and he's, he put on weight for the role and he's just like... We, call, kind that, of we a, call that Christian bailing. Yes. He's, he's a slob. He goes way against type. And it is fascinating to watch him. It was just like candy watching him play this this role because it was so different, so unique, and so much fun to see. And honestly, it's really the competition. It's not that he did something I've never seen before. It's that Bradley Cooper had a deep voice and sounded like Sam Elliott. Right. Although I did like his performance. John Krasinski had a fine performance, but I, it wasn't the best acting I've ever seen. He didn't play a really interesting character. He didn't really go against type. He was just, he was just a dad. I haven't seen the Ethan Hawke first reformed. And Logan, Logan Marshall Green, I mean, it, it was cool. You, you didn't love Upgrade nearly as much as Kenter I did. I did. Right. I really liked Upgrade, but really liked is all it deserves. So it's just really competition. Okay. Yeah. So Ethan Hawke then. That's, that's what we're saying. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Viggo Mortensen. Well, can't, I can't, you, you, you're the only other one that's seen them all, right? Yes. So, I mean. I mean, and I, I'm biased here. I do think Ethan Hawke should be the winner, but he's not nominated for he's no, anything he's no except for. Boyfriends. Yes. He really but is. He constantly evolves as an actor, and he's been an actor for the past 30, 35 years. And this role, his role as a priest, is something to be seen. And it's a weird, trippy movie. It by sounds the like end. Uh, I Confess by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the end is interesting. Really? Maybe eh, not quite similar, but similar in a way. Interesting. Yes, but it's a strange performance, uh, one that he just nails. But yes, Viggo Mortensen, great job in that movie. I'd almost like to see Viggo Mortensen mm -hmm. in a, a movie with a heavier subject. And I know that sounds weird because the story is about racism mm -hmm. and, and coming together and what uniting. About, like, Eastern Promises and stuff like yes, that? Yes, uh, that kind of movie, honestly, he's he's amazing in. And about, he, I love History his character. Well, he was like, History he, of Violence he was a relaxed character in a serious environment. Like no, that and, was just part of his thing. And, and honestly, he was just trying to be a dedicated husband. But even that subplot really worked for me. So yeah, yes. I'm sure it did. Yes. You're sure? Question mark? What? Our next category, Best Actress. Our nominees are Emily Blunt, A Quiet Place. Oh, I've got to give birth in a bathtub. If only a nanny were here. Sandra Bullock, Bird Box. M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, but with blindfolds and without Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? When Lee Israel falls out of step with current taste, she turns her art form to deception. Dun, dun, dun. Sookie does foraging or uh, forging, foraging, foraging, and foraging. Forage. Forage. She's in the forest. <laughs> She's foraging. She's foraging for forage. Well, she was a cook. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Elsie yeah. Yeah. Fisher, eighth grade. Gucci. Gucci. We did the hand signals too with that. Yeah. Nice. Tony Collette, hereditary. This. She asked, Do I make her proud <laughs> every day? Oh, we're crying again. Oh, wait. She's evil. Oh, no. <laughs> And our winner is Hereditary. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Not Hereditary. 
Tony Collette. Tony Collette is hereditary. So forgettable that Tony Collette. I tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hard to even. So okay, you know how you were talking about Viggo Morrison like two seconds ago? That's how Kent feels about. Tony I know Collette. he does. I know he this, does. and this is just a prime example of how much the Oscars don't like horror movies unless they have something to say about race, because Hereditary is one of those game-changing movies, and Tony Collette's performance is an honestly ugly ugly performance she she puts it all out there Yeah, she's emotionally raw in this movie like the scenes i've seen where she's just laying it out on the table the dinner table in front of everyone and it's just like you feel so awkward and uncomfortable i feel like that's an euphemism you're saying right now uh but then there's a window there's another part where uh she is absolutely horrified by something that's happening Mm -hmm. and then a switch flips and she is completely blank and the way her face does it it's just like whoa Something's wrong, but your your brain is yeah. just it, it's. She's sympathetic, Kit, horrifying. I really did like seeing all at the same time the shout out that she got on the honest trailers. Uh, yes, yeah, and I was like, oh, somebody else thinks this besides Kent. Well, yeah. everyone should yeah. honestly. Well, and, and I want to give a little uh, little love to Elsie Fisher too because her portrayal as the awkward teenager, mm-hmm. as in she. I mean, I've seen her on interviews. She's she's less awkward, of course, and she's actually right. the voice. Of uh, the little girl it's in so Despicable Me. It's so fluffy, I'm gonna die. Like, that's she's adorable in that. But in this movie, Elsie Fisher, I thought she was just a fantastic uh, actress in that role in eighth grade. Oh, she was. It was really well done. She actually won our pick for the Utah Film Critics Association for Best Actress. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And now, for Best Director of the Year, what? Our nominees are John Krasinski, A Quiet Place, Dwight! <laughs> Bo Burnham, eighth grade. Uh, awkward walking around. Ari Aster, hereditary. I'm here for your soul. Uh. <laughs> Alfonso Coran, Roma. We are protesting today. Lynn Ramsey, you were never really here. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer on the land. I should read the synopsis for that yeah, one, so as we mentioned. Yep. A traumatized veteran, unafraid of violence, track down, tracks down missing girls for a living. Sounds very misleading, honestly. Uh, Joaquin a, Phoenix yeah, is Joaquin a Phoenix. disturbed individual, basically with a heart of gold. Very similar to... And a hammer of lead. Yeah. But honestly, a great movie that everyone should see that no one really did. But it's the well, it's because the theaters had big signs that says, you were never really here <laughs> for that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would explain and the winner is Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Joel, are you okay with this? I'm okay with it. Yeah? I, I'm okay with it because I do think Alfonso Cuaron, after after doing Gravity and uh, like Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Children of Men. Like Children of Men, these big, big, crazy movies. He does this simple autobiographical, essentially, story. He puts his heart up on screen. He does. And it's so simple. And the thing I like about it is that it looks so simple, but there's some serious, yeah. serious stuff going on. Like, for example, there's a tracking shot that goes from the beach into the water, mm-hmm. and it looks like one continuous shot, but it's actually pieced together multiple shots. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like, it was the way they had to do it, it, it was so complicated, but it looks so simple. So I was impressed by that in his direction. And the man did the directing, did the writing, and did the cinematography. So he deserves yeah. a little, he deserves a hand for this. It was just a craftsman. It, he really is. And it, it was really impressive how, like you were saying, is it's a small movie. It feels like there's not really a lot going on. There's not a lot that goes on. And then, but there, there's they, they so much. They dog poop almost yeah, exactly. 50% of the movie. <laughs> 
fifty percent. Fifty percent is that? There's, there, it happened I, like once. <laughs> there's much more dog feces in this movie than any other Best Picture. <laughs> there nominee. are three scenes with noticeable dog poo. I'm gonna say that. Uh, no, for me though, I by the end of the At movie, five. I felt like I was living. Like I felt like I was there. I it's felt true. Present. Yes. Well, like so interesting I, that he I could said do to that. Kent, it's much like a live-in maid. You start to feel like you're part of this family, so that little yes. tiny things affect you emotionally. Yeah. Like, even though it's not much that happens, but there also is a severe gut punch. Two big There's severe two. gut yeah. punches two. in this movie where yeah. I was like, oh, that, that got me. And my poor wife, she was not expecting some of those scenes, and she was very emotional. The, yeah. the, middle, the middle one, yeah. Yes. I yeah. was, like, stunning. I was like, wow, I have never seen anything like this. Yeah. Yeah. You mean when the bear comes in? The bear, yeah, the bear comes in and he's screaming. Yes. Well, and it's also nice because uh, watching this on Vid Angel, uh, there's a certain scene where a guy's like doing martial arts completely naked. Yeah. By the way, I didn't we, see we that should at all. warn you, like this is, it's actually PG-13 fair, except for pretty much one scene of a teenage boy who's showing off. Gratuitous. It's gratuitous. It is gratuitous. I, I, I knew it was coming because I heard Kent mention it. So as soon as I got there, I could just go skip, 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 skip. Yeah. And there was, you don't miss anything other than what you don't want to see yeah. at all. <laughs> Precisely. And so. Well, and the Beatinger one, it was funny because it just showed her reactions to him talking. And so I was like, I get what's going on. And I'm glad I don't have to see that. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be warned when you watch Roma. And now for an altogether new category. I love this category, actually. The scene from 2018. So this is the one where it's basically like, what is the most iconic scene we should say of 2018? Yes. Yeah. Scene, set piece, yeah. moment. Yes. Yeah. The nominees are the snap from Avengers Infinity War. You should have gone for the head. The accident. Hereditary. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. There's percussion in all these. Jack Jack versus the raccoon. Pew, 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 pew. That was a great scene. By the way, Incredibles 2 is sequel to Incredibles 1. There's the synopsis for that. Bathroom brawl, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Flush. It's my stall. No, it's my stall. Can, I, can you spare a square? <laughs> no talking in the bathroom. I get so mad. And finally, Leap of Faith from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I believe I can fly. Honestly, incredible. It's black. It's in the trailer. You can see it. It's when he kind of flies off in the glass. Goes Every everywhere. single one of these are iconic. Every single one of them feels like you, you can picture it in your head. Even if yes. you haven't seen the movie, you're like, oh, yeah. that." And, and we, well, we, we dumbed down the bathroom brawl, but that scene is so cool. It's one of the best fight scenes I've seen in movies in a long time. It is a great scene. This side of John Wick. I wish I had not seen it in the trailer so much. Oh, no, it's quite extended. It is All extended. you see is it Henry is Cavill going, psh, psh, reloading. Oh, so that was a percussion right there. I have a question for you. Yes. Hypothetically speaking. I'm listening. You're in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Right Henry, now? Wait. Henry Cavill walks in. <laughs> what? He has a mustache. And he says, hey, this looks like the bathroom where we film Mission Impossible, the bathroom brawl. Do you engage in conversation with Henry Cavill? You're at the urinal right now. Yeah, you're at the urinal. And not he's the, not leaning over. He's in the other urinal. No, he's, he's just walks in. He's like, hey, this looks like the bathroom from Mission Impossible. Do you say anything? <laughs> I feel like you're testing my integrity right here. Yeah, I just want to know. I want to hear. I want to hear limits hear. here. Does he have a mustache or no? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he does in the movie. He's wearing the suit with the mustache. It honestly doesn't matter if he has a mustache or not. <laughs> 
I won't say inappropriate to him. Kit, Kit literally pees on him. <laughs> Honestly, hey! he could he could give me a good game and I'd be okay with it. No. Yeah. That is a butt pat. Case a butt pat. One that Jake gave me at one time in the bathroom when it was and just the two of that? us. <laughs> yes. I would. He was I, okay when I no, did. No, no. I, I hope that I would you know. You okay with Jacob is what I'm saying? No. Oh. If Henry Cavill is going to give me a good game, I would like to flex my butt first. <laughs> I, feel Just, like I feel like we're we're not on the same is question this what anymore. Do? <laughs> this is a, this entered into Wait, a is there a winner? Is this the best scene of 2018? The winner is the snap Avengers Infinity War, which Kent voted for. I did not actually vote for this one. You did vote for this. No, one. I'm no, totally against this. Yeah. Well, uh, oh no, he voted for Thanos best. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did best. I do think as far as like iconic imagery goes for the snap and for Spider-Man disappearing, very memorable. Other than that, it's random B-listers turning into dust. But that's not the point. The, the point. No, the point is it should be a literal callback scene where you can just no. visualize it right now. I can. You can visualize Thanos snapping. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man disappearing. Spider-Man's not the first thing that happens. No, there's much I more know, before him. No, because it, there's so much boring <laughs> stuff in the middle. It's, no, it's, it's not it's boring stuff. This roll back off and I'll say it is iconic. You keep talking about what happens after the snap, exactly. but it's what happens before the snap. It's the whole point of like, the good guys are going to win, the good guys are going to win, the bad guy just won, and he gets the snap, and then his will comes to pass. And, and maybe I, I speak from you know comic history where I knew the snap was coming, because that's what happens in the comics. I got the power! Yes. The snap? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, yes, it is an I- iconic moment. One moment where he snaps. But it's just that that is the moment. Seeing, the, okay, and I, maybe listener, you can relate to this, is the the memes that happened after this. The snap and then all the dusting away memes. It was everywhere. Everyone knew about this, even though, even if they hadn't seen the movie or even if they didn't right. care about the movie. Right. This was the most iconic scene, I'd say, of 2018. Yeah, and, and you're right. I just I love. Would you, what would you pick? Honestly, most others. The leap of faith, <laughs> leap of faith from Into the Spider Verse is is an inspiring. Would moment. you vote for Jack Jack over? No the heavens, snap? no. I don't think that belongs there. Okay. <laughs> uh, like I would go with meeting the neighbor in a game night over that. But I think the leap of faith in Into the Spider Verse is so inspiring. And it's that hero acceptance moment that we talk a lot it's great. about. It's a great moment. That I think that is the one that I'm like, yes, finally. So that would be my pick, but I get the iconic imagery. Good. The final category. It is here. Are you guys ready? We hope you enjoyed our Oscars so far. And uh, here we go with the big award. Our final category for best picture. We haven't renamed it into something cute. Joel, why didn't you make up cool puns for all of these? The Academy Podwards. No, I mean for all the nom- for all the categories. The Academy Pod Awards. Our first nominee is A Quiet Place. Shh. Be still. <laughs> Eighth grade. I just got my retainer. I hate pimples. Hereditary. <laughs> no. You gotta do piano wire noises. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, please no. Oh, my neck. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> Reload those muscles. How's he gonna come back in the next movie? Better than ever. How old's he gonna be in the next movie? No, I'm talking about Henry Cavill. Oh, he's not. Hey, spoiler alert. Roma. Remember me. (laughs) Coco? (laughs) No. (laughs) Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Who am I? I'm a new Spider-Man. You 
only comics fans really know me, but there's now a, everyone does. There's always wind wherever I go. And the winner is the our, winner, the best picture winner from Bacon Cell, the podcast or bake no from the bacon no from the Bacon Academy Pod Awards. <laughs> That's gonna stick. Yeah, man, why did we not come up with a better name? <laughs> Big Academy Pod Awards is is a quiet place. A quiet Yay! place. Everyone listening has been like, but where's the love for A Quiet Place? We've been voting for it this entire time. I tried to get it. It got so there. many votes with our listener counts. But but here's the thing. This one, I think on all, all three of us here could agree that this is in the top three movies of the year, if this not was, Joel's this was, favorite. This is my number one of that I saw last year. Yeah. It, granted, it's one of these sci-fi horror thrillers, but it's a great gateway horror movie. And well, what and John just, Krasinski did of making a story about a true family that goes through heartbreak and the, the worst moments you possibly could is a memorable movie as well and a great horror movie. It is. Well, and that's the thing is it's not even like a horror movie. It's like a very suspenseful drama. That is and, what it's like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I completely agree that it is a horror movie, but I'm, I don't want to scare people away ha! with the mention of a horror movie. Because some people don't like him. Right. But it, it really is, if you're, especially if you're a parent, this is one that just hits close to home because it's all about protecting your family in the most extreme circumstances. Even some of the choices which you may disagree about while watching the movie make this better. It does. Yes. That's why I'm afraid. They've mentioned they're doing a sequel. I'm afraid for the sequel because I liked the way this movie wrapped things up. Even though, even though it wasn't the way I would have wanted it to, I was like, okay, I accept this as a very well-told story. And John Krasinski even hates horror movies, but he he liked this idea and worked with it. Right. So we're going to this on our other show. And, and honestly, like everyone will be like, oh, that's kind of a, a popcorn choice, but it's really not. The way they handled uh, the sign language, the way that you get the perspective uh, from Millie, who mm-hmm. is the deaf girl in the movie and in real life, mm-hmm. that it's uh, from her perspective, there is silence. Well, and then you get just the powerful performances from both John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, yes. who were completely snubbed in the real Oscars. Oh, totally. But they both managed to pull off this uh, quiet terror. I, I, mm-hmm. I, it sounds weird to say with a quiet place, but like, because they're not like running around as the killers chasing them, going, "Oh no!" It's more like this. They have to be contained and controlled no. when they are the most scared. Truth be told, nothing about this movie should work. It's a bit silly. The mm-hmm. monsters are uh, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the fake out scares. Their jump scares. It is right. strange because there's um, so many moments of it shouldn't work, and uh, yet somehow there's tension here. The way the twist kind of happens, yeah, it's very Shyamalan esque, mm-hmm. but it works. It works. It brings you right in. And I feel like, okay, so looking at our nominees, because our nominees were A Quiet Place, Eighth Grade, Hereditary, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Roma, and Spider Man to the Spider Verse, only one of those is the Best Picture nominee mm-hmm. for the real Oscars. But I feel like ours represents the better films and honestly the range of what movies came yeah. out the this year this yeah. last year i mean from, from roma to spider-man to the spider-verse i think that's kind of the extremes on both ends of right. like what what you're gonna see and i think that maybe that's the reason we chose to do this was and maybe that's the reason it is the reason is we feel like the academy as prestigious as an award as they are i mean they're, they're no baftas but uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> but what it is honestly but no the academy awards being so prestigious have seemed to got out of touch with what is good and what is perceived as good. And that's why I really like our list. And thank you to everyone that voted in our poll. Yeah, thanks, yes, guys. Thank you. We really liked your help. Because it's not just like, hey, we're going to make a most popular film category. Like, we want to give the range of what came out, what people saw. 
and add some class if at all possible. Right. And that is what Hollywood brings. It brings yeah. escapism through all genres. Yeah. So, so there you hope, go. And I hope as you were listening, you would be like, oh, good. They made it. I voted for that one. It, that's you know? the thing is we, we know that you're not going to be happy with every pick we made, but we hope that you were more satisfied with the Academy Pod Awards <laughs> than there you, you were go. with the Academy Awards. Yes. Because we know we were a little let down. It's one of the reasons we wanted to do our own spin on it. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, let us know what you thought yeah, of the show. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook or Instagram pages. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Joel, you changed that up a little bit. A little bit. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, and make sure you go check out Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. I should change that up a little bit, too. Yeah, whatever you want to do. And uh, check us out on Instagram as well. And uh, look at our new merchandise, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And uh, watch out for an upcoming change for our yes. patrons. There's a lot of bacon bitty things going on right now, so we're delaying slightly. But uh, 2.0 for patrons are coming. And there's... 2.0. Three, three, no, it's 2.0. It's Bacon Sale 2.0. You're a bacon bitty. <laughs> Mom's bacon bitty. Whoa, take it easy. Um, so until next time, oh, crap. You guys, oh, we made a mistake. We did. Yeah, we did. The winner should have been La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Hello in the shadow, shadow. <laughs> I'm on the deep end. Watch as I dive in. What am this for? Oscar. Bafta. Bafta. Mother. It's time Please to give me my BAFTA. It's time to clean the BAFTA. <laughs> Mother, bring me my BAFTA. BAFTA. <laughs> it's time for a bath. Ta. <laughs> Ta. Ta, mother. Ta, mother. Ta, ba. Topless Black Panther. <laughs> Topless Black Panther. <laughs> the BAFTA scene. BAFTA. <laughs> BAFTA. <laughs> Actually, they call it the gram. Holograms. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kent. I mean, thank you, genuinely, Kent. And thanks a lot, Joel. <laughs> your sarcastic voice sounds exactly like your regular voice. Oh, does it? It's hard to know these things. <laughs> Can't put that on there, guys. This isn't the Teen Choice Awards. I love you, too. No yawning. She Just. had those guns that were, like, magnetized <laughs> And then it's a vibranium. <laughs> vibranium power. Yeah. And then she was like, do 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 vibranium. Oh, it must be so hard to live where you live because I have vibranium. That's kind of true. Also, I just like Hands saying Paddington, Paddington 2 with this voice. Wait for the jokes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Joke master. Ow, my leg. This is my ankle. His ankle. Part of my leg. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried to give birth quietly, Kent? Uh, one time. Okay. Remember when we did our Taco Bell uh, challenge? <laughs> Stop! Family friendly. <laughs> I know how to swim. My costume's orange and green. There's I think Kit made out to that movie. That's why he likes it so much. <laughs> you can't. No. Won't blasphemy. You, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Scoot over no. here, baby. Let's go to the land of make-believe. Make-out-believe. <laughs> so sad. So beautiful. So beautiful. We're going to miss you, technology. I'm not sure if I should be sad or astounded. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> you, you didn't, but you, you went there. 
Genealogy, I am doing it. Oh, please don't. You don't want to look there. Oh, I've got to give birth in a bathtub. If only a nanny were here. No talking in the bathroom. <laughs> I get so mad. If Henry Cavill is going to give me a good game, I would like to flex my butt first. Hey, look, Bickensell has class. Gucci. Gucci.